Hello and welcome to What Happened Here. I'm Hannah Allman Kennedy. I'm a writer and educator with a fascination for places, a point in time and space where nature, history, culture, and infrastructure collide. Join me each week as I look at an interesting, forgotten, or just plain weird place and ask, what happened here? Well, hello and welcome to What Happened Here where we learn about interesting places and the stories they have to tell us. I'm Hannah, and I hope everyone is having a great week and a great summer. I know in many ways it's been a really heavy few weeks with all the various stuff going on in the world, and it's definitely been a challenge to stay hopeful and calm and carrying on and uh, moving through life and trying to make the world a better place. So uh, we also have Independence Day coming up here in the U.S., um, It's tomorrow if you're listening to this episode on the day it airs. And I don't know about you, but Independence Day is always kind of complicated for me. Um, There's a lot of pride for the best that our country represents, while also a lot of sorrow for the worst it is capable of, which we've seen um, in real time, in the real world. We've also kind of seen it in this podcast as well, um, so that's interesting. So it's all a lot to think about, um, a lot to feel And so I'm holding space for that complexity this week, and if you are too, welcome. At any rate, I'm happy to be here, happy to be recording this podcast and chatting, so to speak, with you. I've also um, taken to making my own iced tea at home this summer, which is just like a simple little sparky joy sort of thing. Um, So I'm currently enjoying some iced oolong with wild honey, which is very delightful. I highly recommend it. Um, And so that's what's kind of, that's what I'm enjoying this week. (laughs) Um, So today, in today's episode, we're going to a bit of a different place than we have before. So far in this podcast, we've talked about rural places or ghost towns or um, stories of urban redevelopment and tourist attractions and industrial disasters. And the place we're looking at today is none of these things and also like maybe all of them I'm not sure at any rate depending on who you are today's place is either a light-hearted nostalgic trip down memory lane or a creepy jaunt through your grandma's china cabinet or maybe if you're like me it's a little bit of both so before we get into that um, the sources used in today's episode include the precious moments website um, various pages on that wikipedia Roadside America, Good Housekeeping, um, the article Precious Moments and American Kitsch by Nathan Rabin, the, and uh, finally, an Insta story. So I've never had an Insta story as a source on this podcast before. The writer, speaker, um, Carlos Whitaker, who I follow on Instagram, really great follow, I highly recommend. Um, he posted this very funny Insta story connected to what we're talking about today. I highly recommend that you watch that after listening to this podcast. Um, The link to that is in the show notes. All the links for all the sources are in the show notes. And um, this Insta story is actually what taught me about this place. I didn't know it existed until I watched that. Um, It was very hilarious, uh, very entertaining, and I highly recommend it. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. 
allow me to paint a picture for you. You're eight. It's the 90s. You're at your grandma's house, which smells of cigarettes, potpourri, and lemon lysol. Our cartoon plays on the gigantic TV as you eat a bowl of macaroni and cheese, which you wash down with a glass of milk. In the kitchen, Grandma is on the cordless phone with its chunky antenna, or perhaps on the equally chunky desktop computer, dialing up the internet with that sweet, sweet sound we all know but can't describe. The sound of progress. You sigh. Life is good. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and in the corner under the lights of a polished glass display case is Grandma's collection of Precious Moments figurines. You know them. Small porcelain figurines in soft colors, large-headed, childlike little people with teardrop-shaped dark eyes and sweet, tiny-lipped smiles. They act out sentimental scenes. Cutesy, golden-haired girls with puppies and kittens, little boys with slingshots or fishing poles, couples embracing or praying together. Some of the figures have religious overtones. Silver-winged angels, little children beholding baby Jesus in the manger a shepherd boy with his sheep. Some of them are patriotic-themed, or profession-themed, or even Disney-themed. Perhaps your grandma was particularly taken with these precious moments and distributed her enormous hoard throughout the house. Or perhaps, like me, your family only had a handful of precious moments in their collection, and they were a nice but not overwhelming addition to the kitschy art so prevalent in the 80s and 90s. My grandma, for example, was still in the country goose phase. Growing up, I knew of precious moments as these delicate treasures I wasn't allowed to play with because we only had a few of them. Or I knew them as fun cartoons we saw from time to time. Or as the illustrations in the little white Bible someone gave me for my first birthday. It wasn't until I grew older that I realized just how prevalent and obsessive some people's love of precious moments could be. It wasn't until last year, in fact, that I learned about a place which boggles my mind, which disturbs me, and also makes me feel guilty for being so disturbed. A place which forces me to wrestle with my cynicism, while also making me extremely judgmental. This place lies in the countryside near the town of Carthage, Missouri, in the southwestern corner of the state. This is the Precious Moments Chapel and Museum. What happened here? Okay, first, let me tell you more about what here is. The Precious Moments Chapel and Museum is a 33-acre campus, which includes outdoor gardens, a welcome center, a gift shop and mini mall, a restaurant, a chapel, a convention center, a light show performing fountain, and a wedding island. All of this is, you guessed it, Precious Moments themed. Since 2007, the Wedding Island, which used to host actual wedding ceremonies, and the fountain have been discontinued, but they're still on the property. The grounds are decorated with statues of Precious Moments angels and children, and the mini mall features life-sized animatronic Precious Moments figures and a well-stocked gift shop with all the Precious Moments your heart desires available for purchase. The chapel, however, is the main event. The 9,000-square-foot Romanesque-style building features Precious Moments-style art in 84 hand-painted murals, 30 stained-glass windows, four hand-carved wooden doors, and ornate wrought-iron gates. The largest mural, Hallelujah Square, is behind the altar and depicts the welcoming of childlike Precious Moments into heaven. 
Some of the figures in the mural are precious moment versions of real people. The chapel took four years to complete, opening in 1989. Tours are operated daily on the hour. Okay, what happened here? Let's start with the creator of Precious Moments, Samuel J. Butcher. Sam Butcher was born in 1939, the third of five children in a very poor family. He grew up in Northern California, and from a young age, he was fascinated by art. He scrounged for supplies like paper and drawing materials in unlikely places because his family couldn't afford them. As a young man, he had a spiritual awakening. He became born again and decided to use his art as an extension of his faith. As Sam grew up, he pursued his love of art. He won a scholarship to the College of Arts and Crafts in Berkeley, where he met his wife. After graduation, they moved to Michigan, where he worked various jobs as a janitor, and then as a warehouse laborer, and then as an illustrator for a faith-based ministry. In the late 70s, he began drawing his signature teardrop-eyed little childlike people, mostly as gifts for family and friends. Soon, their popularity caught on, and his work was featured in TV cartoons, on greeting cards, and eventually the first collection of porcelain figurines based on his drawings were released in 1978. Fun fact, this collection called the Original 21 among collectors is discontinued except for one design, and the discontinued ones fetch a pretty penny on the internet. Seriously, if you ever want to make a few hundred dollars, um, maybe just raid Grandma's Precious Moments stash but ask her first. From then on, the popularity of these figurines skyrocketed. Eventually becoming known as Precious Moments, they kickstarted an empire that made Sam Butcher and his business partners immensely rich and successful, and which made Precious Moments a ubiquitous presence in middle-class America in the 1980s and 90s. According to the Precious Moments website, it was during this time that Sam Butcher, with the desire to grow what he viewed as a ministry, bringing joy and love through his art, felt a divine prodding to begin another project. As he tells the story, he was inspired by a recent trip to the Sistine Chapel in Rome, the famous frescoes painted by Michelangelo. As he drove his car in the countryside around Carthage, Missouri, he felt God tell him to stop and to build his own version of the Sistine Chapel here in the Ozark Mountains. And so construction was begun in 1984. After several years of painting the entire interior of the chapel by hand, at times working up to 20 hours per day, Sam Butcher completed the Precious Moments Chapel for a grand opening in 1989. As we know, the building didn't stop there. The entire 33-acre campus provided enough attractions to make for an entertaining day trip, or at least half a day. In many ways, the Precious Moments Museum, and Precious Moments in general, are fascinating because they're so uniquely American. An artist with a dream goes from poverty to riches. They're also so uniquely Christian-American. An artist with a dream goes from poverty to riches because of inspiration from God. The story in many ways is as perfect and sentimental as the figurines themselves, comforting, emotional, uncomplicated. In reality, Sam Butcher's life has seen some tragedy, and you can't deny that his faith has played a huge role in his life. Two of his sons passed away tragically at an early age, and so have several close friends and family members, all of whom he has added to the Hallelujah Square mural as a reflection of his faith that they are now in heaven. 
Sam himself has struggled with health issues, causing him to seek rest in private life dedicated to his art and family. By all accounts, his devout faith has given him hope, and all of his efforts in life and art have been to share that hope with others. It is for this reason that the Precious Moments Chapel is so uncomfortable to me. On one hand, the large-headed childlike figures with their soulful or soulless eyes are laughable, kitschy, exactly the kind of creepy, sugary-sweet popular art that real artists laugh at. Writer Nathan Rabin, in his 2018 blog post, Precious Moments and American Kitsch, which appeared on his blog, Nathan Rabin's Happy Place, pens an exploration of the phenomenon that is Precious Moments. The most scathing critique comes in the paragraph in which Rabin says, quote, Precious Moments figurines romanticize, fetishize, and sentimentalize childhood innocence for a largely geriatric audience, eager to look back on their lives and their loves with sepia-toned nostalgia and rose-colored glasses designed to blot out all the pain and confusion and complexity of actual childhoods and real romantic and familial relationships, end quote. On one hand, I agree with Rabin. As an artist who desperately tries to make art which reflects life without romanticizing it, who agrees with Flannery O'Connor's assessment that art which sets out to teach a message is propaganda and that sentimental art is pornography, I despise the mawkish, the cutesy, the tie it up with a bow or just say a prayer and we're done. Thinking about a whole tourist attraction, a whole museum complex dedicated to the funny little cartoons your grandma had statues of, seeing the people who so earnestly make pilgrimages to the site, the worst part of me wants to mock the silliness of it. On one hand, I laugh when I read the following excerpt from the Precious Moments website. Quote, Do you remember your first Precious Moments figurine? Were you a lucky birthday girl or a happy bride? Did you receive a romantic gift from your husband that still makes you smile? Are you a member of the Precious Moments Collectors Club? Have you been to the Precious Moments Chapel in Carthage, Missouri for the annual family reunion event? Or are you just beginning your journey into the loving, caring, and sharing experience that is Precious Moments? Do you smile or get misty-eyed when you think about that first time you saw the exquisite artistry of a Precious Moments figurine? End quote. Obvious catering to a specific demographic aside, there's a lot to pick apart here. And like I said before, it kind of strikes me as funny. So on one hand, the Precious Moments and their chapel are problematic at worst, humorous at best to me. But on the other hand, there's something really comforting about looking at a Precious Moments figurine. The soft lines, the pastel colors, take us back to a time and place when we felt safe, when life was simple, with all the joy and sweetness of grandma's house and dial-up internet. I remember the Precious Moments pieces my family owned, the Precious Moments-themed gifts I was given as a child, which I cherished and enjoyed before I was old enough to be cynical. There's also something really compelling about an artist who is so dedicated to his art and his faith and merging those two together that he has spent countless hours in physical and mental strength pouring his heart into his art. There's something about the utter purity of intention and the utter commitment to making life beautiful as much as one is able. There's something about loving the work you do even if other people don't really get it. 
as an artist who desperately tries to pursue my work because I love it and not to care about what anyone else thinks, this also speaks to me. As an artist who melds her work with her very complicated and messy and cynical and hopeful faith, this also speaks to me. So I don't know if I'll ever personally visit the Precious Moments Chapel and Museum in Carthage, Missouri. I think I like my Precious Moments to be Precious Moments-sized. I really don't want to see a life-sized animatronic Precious Moment. But the place itself brings up questions about art and passion and faith and who gets to decide what counts as good or kitschy. These are all questions which will haunt me for a long time almost as long as the soulless eyes of a Precious Moment figurine. So that's what happened at the Precious Moments Chapel and Museum in Carthage, Missouri. All right, so that is our episode on the Precious Moments Chapel and Museum. I am interested to know if any of you have ever heard of this place or if you've visited this place. Um, Please let me know what you thought about it. if you have, or if you plan to go now that you know it exists. Um, Also, let me know if someone you know or you yourself are really into Precious Moments, um, and if I have maybe inadvertently really offended you, or if I've spoken truth. I don't know. Um, But I'd love to know what you think. Um, You can connect with me on Instagram at whathappentohere.pod, or via email, whathappentoherepod at gmail.com. Um, You can also connect with me to let me know what place you think we should talk about next. A lot of the places we've looked at in this podcast have come from listener suggestions. So I welcome and love to hear about places, events, neighborhoods, cities, corners of the world that are interesting to you. um, And I'd love to talk about them for a future episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for sharing, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, liking. Um, Thank you so much for all your support, um, whoever's listening and and following along with us. Um, Have a great week and we'll come back next week for another place. Thanks. What Happened Here is written by me, Hannah Allman Kennedy. Please subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode. You can find What Happened Here wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on our featured places, follow the pod on Instagram at whathappenedhere.pod. You can also find me online at hannahakwrites.com, where I share my recent writings and projects. I'm currently promoting my newest book, And It All Came Tumbling Down, a novel set among the oil ghost towns of Venango County, Pennsylvania. Check out my website to learn more.